Hi, David Thexton here, and welcome to this podcast of Everything Business Consulting, brought to you by the ConsultX Business Success Program. This weekly podcast is for those of you out there who are a business consultant and want to improve your skills and success, or you're new to this profession and want to become a business consultant. People who join ConsultX are ex-corporate employees leaving the rat race, ex-business owners with something to give back, accountants wanting to offer more to their clients, and coaches or existing consultants wanting to upskill. You can become self-employed, enjoy a great lifestyle, and become wealthy by helping your clients become wealthy. ConsultX is an online cloud-based business consulting application that has everything you need if you want to become a successful business consultant. With over a decade of development, ConsultX offers you a unique opportunity to enter the world of business consulting with a complete system ready to run straight out of the box. In other words, once you sign up, you have access to everything you need to build a consulting business for yourself. ConsultX provides a complete web-based training system where you work your way through at your own pace, learning all the important lessons that we've learned over a decade of being in this profession. The training can be as short as five days, or you can space it out over a few weeks. You have a 14-day free trial to ConsultX just by clicking the free trial tab at the top of the website, no credit card required. If this sounds like you, then the contact details will be at the end of this podcast. Today's guest is Rowan Wright from Melbourne, Australia. But before we talk to Rowan, just like to welcome some new people to our international network. We've got Tim Wake and Matt Harris, who have both joined Bruce Cowan's consulting firm just north of Auckland in New Zealand. We have Nikolai Baldwin from the United Kingdom, William Koch from the USA, and David Dawson from Australia. So, big welcome to all of those people. Hi Rowan, welcome to our interview section. Uh, as I mentioned, Rowan's based in Australia, in Melbourne, Australia, and he's been with Consultex for, um, I think, over three years. He can tell us about that in a minute. Rowan, are you all fired up and ready to go? Yeah, absolutely. Love talking about what I do. That's great. You've been involved with business consulting for some time now. Please tell us what you were doing before you became a consultant. Uh, look, my career really started with a large family business, about four mil a year, but we grew tenfold in eight years. I learned a lot in that, added a business degree, general management role, but added accounting and finance, and when I rounded that out with running some small peak industry bodies. Typical paradigm for each of my roles was that I'd walk into, walk into something that was a mess, there was no strategy, often the people were wrong, and I'd work that out. I'd work out what the right strategy was, I'd get the right people in place, and then I'd make it happen. After I left the last job, I worked on my partner's small business for about six months, and I took it from what was a pretty low wage to her into a pretty successful, profitable business. I found I loved doing that. There was lots of things about it that really worked for me. Uh, And when I saw an ad come up for a franchise business consultant, I knew that was for me. So the next question is what attracted you to business consulting, but you've kind of um, you've kind of just moved into that a little bit. Can you tell us a bit more? Like, like um... uh, I think for me, consulting and, and what I love doing, it's about getting a big result in business, and I got bored after running any business for more than three years. Uh, consulting it just gives me that variety. There's that exciting voyage of discovery and achievement that goes on. 
and I love the freedom and flexibility of working for myself. I've always wanted to work for myself. It's also given me that ability to make my life fit some other things that have gone on around my life in the last couple of years, and I don't think I could have made my life work if I wasn't working for myself. And and I love not having to compromise on the best way forward with bosses, boards, or anything like that. Finally, I'm on the best money I've ever been on, and it's way more tax-effective doing it working for myself and being a wage earner. I just feel like I could take this anywhere. Well, you can, um, and um, a lot of people are building consulting firms, and uh, they're starting to get quite large. Um, I don't know if you know, but we've got we've got Phil Wicks in New Zealand, who I think he's up to eight consultants, I think, uh, and Bruce, um, he'd be about five consultants, and then there's a few others there. So, yeah, you, you can. It's totally optional, of course. Uh, for all the people who are listening out there, can you um, just tell them what was your experience in your first six months? I I I kind of count myself as the lucky one, uh, but I think I was also good at making choices. Look, generally, pretty positive. I signed a big client, five grand a month in my first three weeks. And there's a pretty steady stream every six, eight weeks after that. Uh, I had to learn that there's a lot about consulting that's different to managing uh, but time and time again, if I stuck to the sales process that's in the business success program and if I stuck to the consulting process that's there and added what I'm good at, generally worked pretty well. But the big thing for me was you've got to be able to exude confidence in your ability to make it happen for a client. I agree 100%. They can sense it, can't they? Absolutely. That's what they're really buying. We've got a lot of people who um, all around the world who are, um, um, to use a, um, um, a common term, they're kind of sitting on the fence and just um, in the decision-making pro- process of whether to become a consultant or not. Can you just um, tell our listeners how you acquired clients in the beginning and how you get them now? Um, like, is there, a, is there a change in the system that you're using? Uh, look, I got that first big client as a referral from a health practitioner, somebody I knew and he knew, mutual kind of acquaintance. Uh, so that was a bit left field, quite frankly. But there was a walk-in, literally just walked through somebody's door on a 38-degree day and he later described it as that kind of Hail Mary moment where his life changed. Love that story. Uh, there was free business networking international chapter referrals uh, and one from a workshop that I ran at a small business expo and, and that's a, a sales bit of methodology that I think could really work if you've got the skills for it. So really a bit of everything but got to put yourself out there. They won't come to you. No, we used to say in training that it's no use sitting in your office gazing out the window hoping a client walks up the driveway to your house because it isn't going to happen. Never. Just not. Now, you've used the Business Success Program right from the very start. Can you describe to our listeners the benefit that you've gained from it? Yeah, absolutely. Look, firstly, uh, the whole package, everything that's in it, gives you a really big point of difference to the myriad business coaches out there. That's not what they do, and and you come across as somebody who's got a lot more behind you and a lot more to offer with that package there. I think the client sales process 
once you get in front of them, is also really, really strong. It's based on good sound science, the psychology of how you go about selling people. I've allied it with spin sales methodology, and that really works. I also think that the underpinning consulting process, the collateral, the structure and all of that, really helps to getting results from clients and makes them feel like you're a lot more professional in what you're doing. In the sign-up, though, things like the diagnostic has often been a critical credibility piece for me. It, it makes you seem more like a guy with a shingle over his door saying, I'm a business consultant. Uh, I think once you're in the consulting process, again, that structure and process that's there just materially contributes to getting a good result for the client and, importantly, making them uh, value what you're doing at the time you're doing it. That's good to hear. Um, once again, um, another question that a lot of listeners are asking us is um, that they're interested to know how many clients people have and what type of businesses they are. And, um, yeah, so, so you mentioned, I think you said you've got three or four clients and you've had them for a while. But anyway, so, so do you mind telling them a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I've, I've got issues that limit to me about five hours a day, and that's why there's only four clients there at the moment. Uh, but I've always focused on bigger clients and doing more for them because I just think that's a fit for me. Uh, right now, there's a truck tie merchant, couple of sites uh, heading towards a 10 mil a year business now. They were, uh, oh, what were they, uh, that middle four mils when I got there. Uh, he's now looking at adding on a whole other new business that will probably be my next client. Yeah. Uh, I've got an e-learning software and course developer, an architect, and a multi-site boarding business. Uh, and I've had trades, I've had graphic design studios, I've had light manufacturers. Honest to God, the, the principles of business consulting work in any industry. Uh, so, yeah, I... Real variety, and that's one of the attractions for me. A lot of people ask us, um, well, a few people have asked us over the last few months about what our opinion is on them, um, them um, concentrating in a particular skill that they've got, like they might have come from the printing industry. And one guy somewhere in the States asked me, he said, should I go out and just do just do printing. If you're answering that question for him, what would you say? Uh, look, I'd say there will be real strengths in that. Uh, being perceived as being the expert in an industry will certainly work, and I think it's often a really good, safe place to start. But I'd really encourage people to think a bit more laterally because if you're a good consultant in one industry, you'll be a good consultant in another industry. So don't limit yourself either. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, on the negative side, just want to dwell on the negative for a little bit. Can you t tell our listeners what client losses you've had and what you could have done if you had your time again? Yeah, I, and I did hit a bit of a rocky patch in the second six months. I've, and, and it was for a variety of reasons. I had one guy who just wouldn't take any action. He'd keep telling me, yes, I'm going to do it, and then nothing had happened. And frankly... The lesson from him was I should have terminated that relationship as soon as I was sure I couldn't get him to take action. 
yep. much better to control that and don't come across as somebody is trying to hang on to them. Uh, there's another couple of guys. They just reached what for them was a logical limit. They weren't super ambitious. I'd saved businesses that were going out the back door and I'd got them stable and they were just ready to stop it. Uh, the, the, their perception of ongoing value wasn't quite there. So that was fine. They went nine and ten months, so nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, and and then I've had other issues, one of which I reckon cost me a client. But, again, he was a client who created chaos in his business, and I honestly don't know if I could have stopped him doing that long-term anyway. And ultimately the lesson out of all of that for me was actually be a bit selective about who you start working with and be really ready and willing to walk away early if you don't think that they're a good fit. If you're not going to provide them value in their heads, get out on your own terms. But but be really confident. You get the right people, man, you transform their business and ultimately their lives. Uh yeah, really? That, that's it. I'm just much more selective now. And yep. the moment I get any signals that tell me this person isn't really committed, really motivated to making some big changes, uh, I'll pretty much end the sales process or I'll leave action in their court and if I don't take it, I won't push it. I'll just politely walk away. I think once you've got through the... Um um, the confidence barrier of being in this business, then then you're able to do that kind of thing, and you're able to select. And I think what happens is, Rowan, I think you get you end up with being being such a good converter or such a good salesperson and converting people from a prospect to a client that that does give you an ability to pick and choose who you're working with because you, you're not scared. You're not scared that you're never going to get a client. You know that if you walk away from one because he He's just not the right fit. There's another one around the corner. I think that's really important, really important in getting sales. If a client can feel that you're really attached to signing them, you're far less likely to sign them. It's yep. the confidence piece. It is. Uh, could you give our listeners a, a couple of uh, quick examples on how you've helped your clients to build a better business just so they can have a bit of a look inside the machine? Yeah, absolutely. Look, uh, the three key things that tend to be problems in businesses and not always and not limited to these are how they go about getting new sales, their people, structure, and how they manage them, and how they manage their pricing. Uh, and so, for example, uh, my truck tie merchants, they literally didn't have a sales function and they were a business-to-business model. So first thing we did was put a sales rep on. It meant yep. they were going to take six months before they got in ahead from a profit point of view, but they're now pushing towards three mil up in sales from where they were when I got them. Man, that's worked. Uh, people, they're people. Uh, like half the time I walk in, people aren't a problem. The other half the time, the people are the problem. So helping people structure the right roles, recruit the right people into those roles and helping them performance manage them makes a massive di- difference both to the results in the business 
but also to the poor owner's mindset and how he feels about running that business. And for me, getting the people right is the foundation piece for any good piece, any great business. Uh, And finally, margin. Uh, Nobody is confident about asking the price, asking for a price that really reflects their true value to their customers. And very few people pick the right customers to go after who will pay them that real value. So changing that makes a huge difference to the long-term profitability of a business. That's some good advice there. Thanks. Um, Using the Business Success Program, could you talk to our listeners about um, what the average lifetime of your clients has been? I think you touched on it. Could you expand that out a little bit? Yeah, sure. So really varied. Uh, one, One at two and a half years now, two at about on a year, but one of those, that's going to be a very long-term relationship. I'm just a really good fit for him. Uh, And like that's a guy who went from losing 100 grand last year to making almost 400 this year. Wow. Uh, The shorter-term ones, I think somewhere between about eight and 12 months, there can be a logical endpoint where you've changed the things that you can change and the owner isn't really wanting to take on much more than that. And that's been a point where a couple have stopped. Then I've had a few of the less successful ones go about three or four months. Uh, Okay, and and you probably know there's people in the network who have got clients that have gone for five, almost six years now. So um, understand what you're saying. If you look after them and you're a good fit, then sky's the limit really, isn't it? Absolutely. Like I can't see why... uh, my two oldest clients would ever stop using me because I I fill gaps. And for me, this is what it's about. If you can fill gaps that will always be there, they will always need you and want you. I agree. Um, can you talk about um, about your lifestyle? You, you did made a, made a small comment at the start, um, and your lifestyle as a consultant compared to a kind of a nine-to-five uh, type employment role? Uh, and that that's probably one of the things I love the most. Uh, uh, look, it means that I can, if I need more sleep, I can get more sleep. If I, if I want to work on a weekend, well, I choose to work on a weekend. It, uh, that control over what you get to do, when you get to do it, and often where you get to do it. Like a, one, one of my favourite treats is sitting in a cafe doing some catch-up work, emails and that kind of thing, enjoying a great cup of coffee or looking out over a great view. I honestly love just compared to a nine-to-five type job and everything that goes with it, uh, this is the bee's knees. You dropped out a bit there. Uh, No, that's it. Oh, okay. Okay, you, 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 were just, you were daydreaming just thinking about the view out the coffee shop window, weren't you? I was. I was. I could look out my window when I'm working from home and there's like parkland out there. Compare that to an office. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm doing. Our house is about oh, maybe 300 metres above the all the rest of the land and I've got a view that goes for miles. I can see, I can see like probably 150 kilometres north and south. It's really good. It is excellent. You can't do that in a nine-to-five, you're just in an office block. And yet there's so many people out there, we see that as our target market. Rowan, and right around the world, there are, there are these people, um, and there's millions of them who are in these 
um, who are very, very competent and very educated, and they're just desperate to get out. And and sometimes it just needs a little shove, you know, from like those comments that you've made, and uh, and uh, and they'll go right. I'm going to do it. Um, but there's so many out there, but. You know, I, I always say to them, if they if they just follow our program, um, even if ninety percent of our program, then they're going to start signing clients, providing they put the activity in. Yep. And um, so, yeah. Now, um, next question here is um, um, our listeners out there. Can you just give them a little bit of advice on the best way to enter the consulting profession and why? Uh, okay, one. Uh, for me, the best way to enter it, of like for me, I joined a firm and I spent a couple of years learning how to get it right and learning from a guy who was very, very good at what he did. Uh, so for me, that really worked, but I don't think you need to do that at all in hindsight. Uh, but what, what's really critical to me is get some process and structure behind you have a really strong point of difference. There's plenty of coaches out there. So if you're not materially different, if you don't have a process that you know works, then you'll just be one of those myriad of business coaches out there. Yeah, there's a lot of them. So um, to close this interview, could you give our listeners a couple of gold nuggets of advice that will help them in their consulting career? Uh, So small one. Uh, if you don't think you're a good natural public speaker, go and join a Toastmasters club because the ability to present yourself at your best is really just a communication skill. And I, I joined a Toastmasters club and I've found that invaluable in lots of ways at becoming really good at conveying the confidence that I've got. Uh, second one is, I think I've already said it, be willing to walk away from a prospect if they're not really keen because it probably won't work out anyway. Uh, but above all, be really confident that there's a, there is an abundance of businesses out there who need your help. It'll be a win-win, and your only problem is getting in front of them and having the right conversation with them. Nail that part of it and business consulting it's like i say with everything it's 80 percent not rocket science do the basics well and do the activity it'll happen for you really good advice there well ron thanks thanks for that frank and interesting interview i'm sure that our listeners will have gained a lot from it you know thanks david i'm pleased to be on the show and good luck to anyone coming into the profession hope i'll see you on the consultex facebook page That's great. Thanks a lot. See ya. No worries. Thanks, David. Bye. Bye. My definition of a lifestyle business is one where you decide the hours you work, who you want to work with, and how much you want to earn. Many people I talk to describe in detail the drudgery of their current job. Hours of commuting, boring meetings, little chance of promotion, and remuneration just enough to live on, with little or no chance of improvement and the very real possibility of being made redundant if the worst happens. Imagine a business where you can take the kids to school when you want, have a three or four day weekend when you want, cut out the commuting and have complete freedom of your time. Business consulting is a business where you get paid for what's between your ears, not the hours you work. Working on a percentage of revenue fee basis frees you 
from time-based earning systems and takes away all income ceilings. I've worked as a consultant from home since 2005 and right now I'm looking out of my office window at the green rolling pastures of New Zealand uh, about 50 kilometres south of Auckland. Fantastic. And I work the hours that suits me. And I can take a holiday whenever I want to. But in order to move forward as a business consultant, you have to make some important decisions and make that change. You've already started that change by listening to this podcast. This podcast is all about that change and each week we'll be presenting a number of topics and features that will be of interest to you whether you are already a consultant or you're looking to become one. We'll interview people in our network and we'll dig deep into what makes them tick and why they have become a successful consultant. We'll read out your letters and questions and answer them for you. We'll discuss a case history from our client files. We'll discuss a special topic each week from our listeners' suggestions. And we'll interview people who are not in our network but have some interesting information for you as you start work with business owners. Bottom line is, if you're a business consultant and you want to improve or you want to become a business consultant, then this is the podcast for you. If you want to get more information right now, then go to www.consultx.com. I'll repeat that, www.consultx.com. There you will find everything you need to know to become part of our global Consultx network. 